for the next two fun-filled hours. Get ready to learn something new, be inspired, enlightened, spooked, helped, laugh, cry, and be awakened. And now, your host of Awakening the Unknown. You never know what these two will be up to next. So please welcome Susan Swanbeck and Michelle Sullivan. happening um, 
it was happening in the past past during um Mercury was in retrograde and there was a, another planetary shift that was coming up and it's the expansion of a lot of people and a lot of people awakening. Um, I just thought it was a really good idea. You know, even though an impact is good for the world, it can be troubling to impacts themselves. Sometimes impacts are not even aware that their empathy is the reason behind many things that they are experiencing. So we're actually going to be taking calls, but not at the present moment, probably in the second half of the show. So just hold off to that. Now, the, the first thing that's actually a disadvantage for people is there's an urge to change the world. There really is. We can make, we can make it a thousand times and we'll be wrong. We will always be wrong, no matter what we do. The world would be different without impact. These people are caring, natural healers who have a strong desire to change the world. From time to time, they may feel discouraged to make a change in the world because in comparison to the rest of the people in the world, they feel small. And that's the biggest thing. Impacts do have a tendency to feel very small. And it is an overwhelming burden to them. And what they do is they try to make the world a better place. And, and they do it in many different ways. They do it in who they are at work and everything just becomes yeah it, it, exactly we have a calling purpose thank you Erin um, I'm reading two screens at once so and like I said Michelle is not here tonight but don't worry we'll get over the bumps in the road so and it, it does create a bit of a problem there are amazing people who are capable of doing incredible things but you know at the time they don't know where to begin and that's one of the disadvantages because if you are an empathic person and you're trying to change the world and it's something that you can't do, it's actually going to create a problem. Exactly. Our friend Erin over here, um, she is a regular on the show and she's also a very talented painter. And there are many different ways of being empathetic or, or an empath. Um, another problem that people do have is they are extremely oversensitive, which is, you know, extremely hard to do when you're trying to do everything else in life, but being oversensitive is quite difficult, and that's a disadvantage. Being a highly sensitive person is a result of being an empath. It may cause problems from time to time. However, it's not easy for things to get used to. Generally, empaths are very sensitive to energy and emotion. And what most people do not understand is that we feel regular emotions at higher sensitivity. That's a higher sensitivity to everybody else. The negative thing is we can feel emotional stress because of our vulnerability to emotions. Like tonight, everybody keeps asking me, what's wrong? What's off? Okay. There is something off but that's okay. I will get through it, but that's just a part of who I am as an empath. It's, it's natural. It's life. It's the way things go, you know, and, and the other thing that's the problem is a lot of empaths have a tendency to absorb other people's emotions and energies. That definitely is number three, and we will get to how to stop something like that after. I mean, 
since empaths can take on other people's emotions and feelings, they they have this need to be careful who they surround themselves with. Now, it, it's not that they're pushing you away or that they feel that they're better than. It's just that they become very cautious because they do have a tendency to absorb energy too much. The rest of the world does not understand that it can be very exhausting to absorb everyone else's energy. Definitely energy issues are a big thing. Okay, here's a for instance. If an empath is in the company of an extremely negative person, they will feel the negativity that would result in exhaustion and sadness. So if you're feeling exhausted and sadness, this is because you are absorbing things as an empath. So even one person with a negative energy make make you feel bad. And and that can happen. You could you could find yourself going through something like that. It, it doesn't matter where you are. You could be at the grocery store running an errand or um it's it's just the way it is. I mean you can rock down the street or be in a flea market or all these things are actually going to cause the impasse to have a large issue, a larger issue of what's going on. And here's number four. And this is another thing a lot of people have trouble in. They're afraid to let other people in. Mm. Think about that for a minute. Do you find yourself extremely standoffish towards others? afraid for other people to let to let them know who you truly are. That can happen because it's just a part of the empathic ability. Let's find out why. Even though empaths are loving and caring people who are amazing friends, passionate lovers, they have a bad side. Because of their sensitivity, they are afraid to let other people in their lives. This is extremely true extremely true. They are very careful when it comes to love. They cannot fall in love just like that because they are afraid they make it hurt. Now, how many people out there, how many of you out there are actually afraid, afraid of being hurt? And you have these things that are going on and with the expansion of everybody's gifts right now, it's definitely going to cause a problem. Now, are you afraid? Are you actually afraid to let other people in? This might be why. It, and this, this from the second half of the show, we're going to go over some ways to, um, for empaths uh, and how to curb your, get the dark side, so to speak, away from you. It's not that negativity is dark side, but some people, if you absorb too much negativity, it can create a bit of a dark side. So, hmm. Empaths are also in love with nature. Oh, boy, do I have a problem with this one. <laughs> when empaths are in nature, they feel like they're at home. They enjoy the trees, animals, plants. Being in nature, it feels like a natural re-energy, a recharge of their energy of the empaths. When the empath struggles with something in their life, they find a treatment in nature. I happen to go to the beach, stick my feet in the sand. It's one of the things I do. No matter what season you're in, you can always find empaths walking through nature and consuming its positive vibes. Now, why is this negative? Okay. 
you you go to the beach to recharge yourself, but people are not always using the trash. They're not taking care of the earth. And this is something that's going to affect you and, and possibly bring down your recharge in the process of it. So you want to be you want to be very, very careful of what's going on because if you're looking at the negative side of things, like impact people do, negative people, that's the next one. If you are looking at the negative side of things, there's definitely going to be a larger issue for people who are more on the positive. And sometimes it's really difficult for anybody to stay on the positive side of things. It's, it's a larger challenge a very, very large challenge for anybody to stay on the positive side of what's actually going on. And life is something that actually happens, but for an impact, it can create a larger issue because you're, you're feeling it a little bit more deeply than others. And especially if your earth or your forest or you know, you're going around and even people that are innocently carving things in trees, and it's something that it's going to affect you more deeply is what it's going to do. Now, negative people are actually all around empaths. And, you know, that definitely creates another problem. Attracting negative people is one of the hardest and most, you know, one of the, the hardest and most hated traits of an empath. They can be like real magnets to negativity. Because of their ability to understand other people's opinions and emotions, often they are taken advantage of. This is the reason why negative people like to attract to empaths. Now, there have to be other ways to protect yourself from that. Um, no, I'm not sick, Mary. Thank you very much. It's uh, still working on the adjustments of the mic. So, and, and that's the problem. I mean, you, as, as an empath, if you're the type of person that is this, this minor empath, and there's many different levels of it, but when you're an empath and my voice is muffled, thank you very much. I will work on the mic for you. All right. So what happens is, all right, we're going to continue working on that, and hopefully that gets a little better for you people. All right, hopefully that's good. <clears throat> so when you're around a, um, a large group of people, sometimes what they're feeling, you kind of have a tendency to absorb it into yourself. And that's a part where the second half of the show, we're going to talk more about protection. Hopefully that might be a little better for you guys right now. If not, let me know. I'll keep adjusting. Um you're around a large group of people, you could be feeling something negative off of somebody and assume, and this is something that used to happen to me in high school all the time, you could assume that it's being directed at you as, as an empath, as a strong empath or psychic empath or clairvoyant empath. Hi, Rebecca, honey. This happens. You, you absorb it and you think that these individuals are talking or thinking or feeling this way about you, but in reality, they're actually talking and thinking and feeling this way about themselves more than they are about you. That does create the larger issue, and that's why negative people are all around you, but sometimes it's, it's not you that they're feeling negative about. It's just that you as an individual have the impact you're picking this up. And it 
does create a larger issue. Here's the next one. This <laughs> I get accused of this a lot. Yep, I definitely get accused. Thank you, Rebecca. I'll turn the mic down just a little bit, and hopefully that'll help you guys out. Thank you, honey, for y'all tonight. I appreciate all this. I love it. Here's the next one. How many of you have an extremely big heart? Uh-huh. Why is a big heart a disadvantage? You'd be surprised. Ah, as we mentioned, empaths like to change the world. And they always want to improve society. They are loving people who have a kind heart. They care for their family and friends, and they are always there to help them. And sometimes their big heart can suffer because people tend to take them for granted and use them. However, they would never change no matter how hurt they are. Now, that's that's one downside. The other downside is, Houston, we have a problem, how he says. <laughs> awesome. The, the other downside is wearing, wearing your heart on your sleeve. That's a, another trait that people call it. They call it wearing your heart on your sleeve. And that's basically what it is. In other words, you, you, you're putting your heart out there for everybody else and for, for individuals that you care about, your friends and your family. So not only are you going through this, but you're also feeling what everybody else is feeling. So it really makes it a little bit more difficult for you as an individual sometimes to separate what's going on with you than everybody else. So you have a tendency as an individual to back away. This becomes extremely hard. Yes, you're right. Erin, you are extremely right. Empaths do have a tendency to get used and abused. But you know what? Don't worry. You're safe here. You are definitely safe here. How you think it's silly voices? Sound problem. Okay. Yep, I'm still working on it. Hopefully you guys can hear me. Let me know. I'll keep adjusting everything. So... All right, so the next thing that we're going to talk about, just keep me posted as far as the sound issue, and I'm going to keep adjusting the mic as we go throughout the show, and hopefully we can get this solved. So don't worry. We're just going to keep going because we just never quit. That's who we are as individuals. Definitely who we are as individuals. Able to easily separate their feelings from others. This is what we just talked about. It is so difficult to separate yourself from everyone else. That is an extremely large problem, like you wouldn't believe. It is so hard. Since empaths actually absorb other people's feelings and energies, that can be troubling to them. Often empaths do not know the difference between their feelings and the feelings they have absorbed by others. So they end up confused about how they truly feel ah, because they could not separate their feelings from other people. Now, how many of you out there think that's true? Absolutely true. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you, Steph. Okay, so and 
that's the truth. You can't. And that's the issue. Sometimes you as an empath don't know if you're feeling yours or someone else's. And then when you become extremely connected to others, extremely connected, it's a problem. Because you don't understand, are you feeling what's going on with you? Are you feeling what's going on with someone else? How do you separate what's going on with yourself to what's going on with other people? It, it, it is. It's an extremely big problem. Big, big problem. And honestly, I have that problem a lot. I do. And I am very, very lucky that I have a BFF who's busy doing other things tonight that understands me the way she does. Because I do have issues. But I've already explained all the traits of an empath and, and what it's like, and that's what you need to do. You need to have an individual that's going to understand you even when you're going a little wacky, because, and that'll happen. And a lot of that will actually happen, especially when you're not able to separate what's going on with yourself compared to what's going on with someone else. And, and it's a little difficult, but you have to learn to identify it. But we're going to get into some more of that. Um, we're definitely going to be taking calls on the second half. So anybody that wants to call in after the break, it'll be 323-870-3877. So talk to me about your empathic abilities, your gifts, and what it is that we can do, or what it is, sorry, I'm used to saying we, what it is that I can do in order to get that. Now, here's another thing that's actually going on. An empath has very strong intuition. Ah. Aha, aha, she says. Why does she say aha? Well, those of you that regular on the shows, you'll notice that just about every week or every other week, there is a particular book I recommend, Into Intuition by Nora Trisello. Why do I recommend that book? Because I do have a strong sense of intuition, and I know what it's like. You have to have your own sense of intuition under control in order to be able to help yourself identify what's going on. Being an empath means being born with a strong sense of intuition. Often empaths know that something will happen. They feel it in their gut. Trade of my husband. He had those gut feelings all the time. And then sometimes they are capable of making the right decision. Do you notice I said sometimes? Do you know why? Because this is the disadvantage. You're not always making the right decision because sometimes you're not feeling what you're going through. You're feeling what someone else is going through. So, therefore, it makes you look like a crazy person or somebody that's withdrawing or an individual that, oh, my God, I can't approach her. It's not that. It has more to do with the fact that the, the empath and the sensitive within you is just not going or doing anything right. Oh, preach it. I will preach it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, Steph is here, by the way. She's uh, just wanted to say she's uh, the newest member of our APU production team. So, hi, girl. Uh, we'll be going into production for um, ghost events and ghost teams. We'll be training her actually as a psychic, so I wanted to mention that. Hello, sister. So, empath and intuition is much stronger 
than other people's intuitions, and it may be harder for them to understand it. Exactly. You guys want to get that book, Into Intuition by Nora Trussello. I'm telling you, read it. Don't just read the book. Study the book. Go through the book. Go through the lessons in that book. When it comes to intuition, I'm sorry, but that's my number one go-to recommendation. And no, I don't get paid to say this. I say it because it's the truth. I want to help you. That's what I want to do. Only my job is to give you the information to do it. See? Out in the sleep. There we go. Hmm. Oh, no. They are aware they do not belong here. How many people out there feel like, why am I here? I don't belong in this world. I belong some other place. How many of you out there just feel like you're the oddball? How many? I mean, a lot of times growing up, I did. I did feel like the oddball. Like, I didn't belong. Why am I here? It wasn't until later in life that I figured out why I was here. And I'm here. I'm here for the Rift Network. That's what I'm here for. I'm here for the Rift Network. I'm here for the fans. And I'm here to help you in any way I can. That's what I'm meant to do. And, and that's what happens. It's because of their powerful intuition, empaths have a strong sense of knowing. They know that they are capable of doing amazing things, but they do not know where to begin. And that's the thing. They don't. I know that from experience. I didn't know where to begin until I was contacted by a very amazing individual. They have desires to be a part of something bigger. They do not like chasing goals, as, as most people do. It's, it's a, a sense of a belonging, a, a sense of family. It's what most empaths feel the need for. So, oh, she owns both their books. Definitely a book that you want to get. Definitely, definitely. Thank you, Eric. But um, hi, Rebecca. So we're going to take calls probably, like I said, in about a half an hour. And these are the, one, of the, uh, one of the issues as far as, as the belonging. You need to just find a place where they belong. All those things that you were going through and all those challenges and all those things that you had as an individual and the troubles and the not belonging and feeling negative and feeling out of place when everybody looks at you and just feels that, you know, oh, my God, what is wrong with this girl? You know what's wrong with this girl? You're special. It took me such a long time to get where I am today, where I am. And I am here to help as many people as I can. And I am fortunate, so fortunate to have the venue that I have. So fortunate. You know, there are a lot of people out there that you're looking for groups, you're looking for individuals, you're looking for a place. Don't stop looking. It's going to come to you. The place that you're meant to be, it will come to you. Whether you're an empath or just an intuitive psychic, it doesn't matter. An individual, spirit, ghost hunter, paranormal investigator, many different things. It's never give up. I didn't give up. You don't give up. Here's one of the worst ones. One of the biggest downside, I could say yes, but is an addictive personality. Yes. Everybody that knows me knows I'm a coffeeholic. Might not be the worst addiction in the world, but there are other individuals out there that will struggle. Okay, maybe coffee 
maybe coffee isn't so good on a regular basis, nonstop, 24-7, but, you know, it, an addictive personality is definitely something that is going to be difficult for those individuals out there that have it, but getting your empathic abilities under control it's going to help you. It's going to help you with that addictive side of your personality. And yes, I do know this is true. I do know this happened. And I do know this is real. It's all real and it can happen. I've been a holistic counselor for many years. And I am a holistic counselor, even though I have a degree in psychology, but I'm a holistic counselor because I believe that individuals out there have these special abilities and these gifts that they're not aware of. And they're not aware of it, and they don't know what to do with it. So it does. It creates a problem. It creates an issue for the individual. You know what? It helps an individual. So finished my thesis. Sent it up. Wish me luck. So... Those of you that follow will know what that means. But, you know, it's, it's a kind of like a self-protection to keep themselves safe from the external motions of hard energies. And that's the bad and the downside of, okay, the empathic ability. Because this, this addictive, you know, I mean, you could be addicted to many different aspects. It could be alcoholism. It, it could be drugs. It, it could be painkillers, Advil. I mean, there are many things that you can actually be addicted to, but you have to get yourself under control, which we are going to go through in the second half hour. Get yourself under control. Identify what is going on. If you're feeling bad about something, journal. I'm gonna, I tell everybody this all the time. Journal, journal, journal. Write everything down because maybe what you're feeling isn't you. Maybe you're feeling someone that's in, <laughs> maybe you're feeling someone that's in pain or it, it needed. You don't know how to get through it. And you know that the only way that you can get through it is to share, share it. Share your experiences. Help that fellow person. But you know what? Guard your heart at the same time. Guard your heart. Yes, yes, yes. Hmm. They do not like to do things they do not enjoy Boy, that is the truth. <laughs> that is such the truth. How many of you people out there just don't want to do what you don't enjoy? And that's the thing. I'm very lucky. I so enjoy what I do. Aaron's addicted to breathing. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And how many people out there, if you don't, and let me explain this for a minute. When empaths do things they don't enjoy, they just feel like they're living a lie, and that's the biggest thing. Indoors do not like liars. Hmm, we'll definitely get to that one. So when you force an empath to do something they do not enjoy, it just makes them unhappy. This is the reason why a lot of, lim- a lot of empaths get labeled with either laziness or depression. Mm-hmm. Think about that for a minute. Really think about that for a minute. How many people, it's like, ah, I'm la- you're lazy and I don't know. 
how many other individuals will get those it like oh you're depressed. No. Think of everything that you're absorbing, everything that you're dealing with as as an empath. <laughs> laundry. <laughs> See, I don't mind laundry. I don't know, that's weird. But um I mean, how many of you out there, I mean you're, you're feeling these things, and all of a sudden you, you go and you, you seek help like any other normal person. It's like, oh, your depression is a pill. Huh? Okay. Yep, you got a problem. Here's a pill. Wait, do this. Here's another pill. Sorry. I mean, I do believe that there are some forms of medication that could definitely help the individuals that need it. But sometimes there's a deeper reason for this. There is a much deeper reason. And honestly, find yourself a holistic counselor. If, if you can do it, find somebody. Find somebody out there that will not just label you as, as what your diagnosis. Find somebody that's going to assist you, somebody that's going to help you, somebody that's going to help you grow. Sometimes all you need is to just feel like, you belong, and you're wanted. But see, that's the problem. An empath doesn't always know that they're wanted. Aha. Uh-huh. They always second-guess themselves. Yes, they do. And, you know, that's okay. That is definitely okay. ADD, yep, that's another one, Rebecca. That's an excellent one. ADD, ADHD in kids. I mean, I, I honestly I have no experience where they tried to label my son as um, ADHD. He didn't have ADHD. I knew what was going on. I absolutely 100% knew what was going on. I'm gifted. My grandmother's gifted. My, my mother is gifted. I mean, it goes generations upon generations upon generations, different forms of gifts. I knew right off the bat what his issue was. I started working with him when he was young. He is now a 15-year-old who is stable. He's doing very well, and he's a duty paranormal investigator. He's found him a place to utilize his gifts, found him a place where he feels actually comfortable, where it's okay. I mean, in this house, you know what? It's so normal. Yep, another one. Uh, definitely a Reiki healer. A Reiki healer can actually have, um, sometimes have a bit of uh, an emotional overload, but I highly recommend it. I'm also a Reiki master teacher myself, and I do find that the self-healings is something that also do help me. But we're going to get into that in the second half hour. I'm actually having fun here. Yes, I am. Oh, my God. Mood swings. How many of you people out there are having mood swings? Mm-hmm. Yep. Trade of an empath, girl. Sorry to tell you. Trade, trade, trade of an empath. Yes, it is. Now, even though empaths are capable of hiding how they truly feel, they are prone to mood swings. If empaths absorb too much negative energy, they may feel unsociable, quiet, and may even seem miserable. Hmm. Hmm. What do you think about that, guys? What do you think? You know what? 
that are all the disadvantages, and let's talk about those disadvantages for a minute. There was several, 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 several disadvantages. I mean, there are so many different ways to actually protect themselves, protect yourself. So we're going to get into that on the second half of the show. And, oh, okay, I actually have a caller on hold. So we're going to take this caller right now. And here we go. Hello, you're live. You're on the air. Do you have a name on? Hello. Oh, somebody must just be listening in. Okay, caller, area code 904. Um, I will put you on hold for a minute. Let me know, and we can get back to you. All right. So, I mean, amazing things, amazing things going on. And, you know, how many others of you out there have actually had <laughs> mood circuits? Yes, it's definitely zero to 60. Yeah, Rebecca, zero to 60. I totally agree with you. Yep, that's what it is. In 1.2 seconds, that's the way it goes. I mean, an empath in themselves. And here's some things um, as far as traits of empaths that you're not aware of, okay? Now, when you're out okay, in a flea market or a group and got sales, very difficult to do. Very difficult to do if you're picking up energy. Anything you bring into your house actually has to be cleaned because you could be picking up on someone else's energy, especially for an impact. I mean, when I started to try to control my gifts, I wore fingerless gloves. Kids thought it was a fashion statement or it's try to be cool mom. <laughs> no, it was so I could block some of the energy coming through through my hands because I've learned when it, to go outside after many years of training myself that I could get the energy to only appear in my hands or in my feet if I'm barefoot. So that's why a lot of times you know me, long boots, fingerless gloves, and those are the things that, you know, that I like to do. So you know what? We got about 15 minutes before we go into the break. So if somebody wants to give a call and, and talk about their empathic disabilities before we get into the ways of grounding. That would be fantastic. Hmm, let's see what else we got. Ah, oh, I've got so many ways to actually stay grounded here. It's unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Ah, now, do you know what it means to be an empath? Do you know that empaths have a strong sense of knowing? You just know. There's, there's no way to explain it. It's not actually, there goes that hair. It's driving me nuts tonight. There's, there's no way to say that, okay, um, you're, you're a psychic or you see things. But it's just you know. An empath will just know. There is, there's no if and the buts two ways about it. Now, being in a public place can actually be, like I said, it's overwhelming. You have to find alternative ways and, and ways not to not to absorb what's going on around you. And that's what we're going to talk about in the second half of the show. And don't forget, please feel free to call in on the second half at 323-870-3877. We're going to talk, maybe talk through some grounding. There are many different ways to do it. We're going to do some chakra talk, too, because if your chakras are actually off balance, that's going to create an issue. 
it's going to create a large issue with you because you have to be balanced in order to keep yourself under control. So here we go. Feeling others' emotions. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Feeling others' emotions, taking them on as your own. How many of you are doing that? Definitely a trait of an empath. Ah, here's another one. All right. You're at a movie theater. You're going to see a movie or, you know, on a date or with your other half or whatever it is. And there is some violence and something cruel and tragic actually happening on TV. But, you know, as an empath, the stronger you get, the more unbearable it becomes. A lot of empaths have a tendency not to watch much TV. I kind of don't. I'm not big on TV. I'm big on music and books that I select. And that's because sometimes you can actually absorb what's going on and you can relate it to something that somebody else is feeling. It's it's opening you up. You can feel it. And here's the other really cool thing, though, cool but not so cool. When an actor or an actress is actually really good at their part, has anybody else, or is it just me? Because it's just me. Nah, I'm sure there doesn't. How many other people out there can actually feel it to the point where they cry, you want to cry? It's not because you're oversensitive. No, it's because you're an empath. You're feeling. They're channeling some emotion to get to where they are. Or there's a violent act that goes on, and you can literally feel it, and it creates an issue. It creates a downside. It could create a problem as far as, you know, you having an issue, you becoming depressed, you becoming spook scared, a memory, a distant memory, a past life memory. All these things can affect you as an individual. And that's why individuals actually need to be surrounded. Uh-huh. Here's the trick. When we get to that part, as an empath, don't overground. You need to be grounded, but you can't overground. You'll overground yourself into depression. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, here's the other thing. Physical <sighs> symptoms. That's also a trait of an empath. How many people out there, and again, this is a disadvantage, how many out there actually have had or felt the physical symptoms of others? Yep. And it used to happen to me a lot. How many others out there have felt it? Quite a long time I have actually felt it. And I go and and a, or even, not even a reader, but uh, but as far as a, as a reader doing events, and I used to do a lot of cancer benefits, and those are the things I used to do when you go in and a loved one comes through and it's, oh, you're grabbing your chest because you're feeling what's going on. And and that's knowing, or you're, you're walking by somebody and all of a sudden it's like, damn, my back hurts. Why? Because you're feeling it. And that's what it is. And that's one of the traits of being an empath. Sometimes, what you're feeling isn't you. Now, anybody that actually follows me on my personal page, one of the things I do a lot is when I'm feeling something physical, I announce it. I will announce what is going on, what I'm feeling, whether it's shoulder pain, back pain, or if somebody's having such a bad anxiety attack that I am, yeah, Rebecca, you too. I'm having such a bad anxiety attack, but yet somebody feels like 
something's wrong, like they're having a stroke. What I do is I will post it on my Facebook page. I don't care how crazy people think I am. I'm not there to be judged on that help. Post it. Send it out there. Once, just say, tell them to say, okay, if you think it's you, although they can like it. They don't have to explain to you what's going on. But once you get it out, it's actually going to help you not keep it within yourself, and it goes away. This is how I found a way to get it to go away. When you're feeling the chest pains or the shoulder pains or the headaches or the eye pain or anything else that's going on, you put it out there. You have this social media. It's a wonderful thing, especially for empaths, I think. I mean, yes, it can create issues, but I try not to take it too seriously. But the thing that I do take seriously is helping other people, and that's something that I will never stop doing. Never, never, never. I'm going to be in my wheelchair, and I'm still going to help other people. It's just the way I am. So take it. Put it out there. Put it on your page. You need to get rid of it. Just tell them. Say, say okay if this is you. Say okay if you identify. These are things that are actually going to help you get rid of those physical symptoms and those physical pains. Those pains and those symptoms, you, you really feel them. You think it's a heart attack, you're feeling it. It's what it feels like to the individual. So if you're feeling a portion of it, can you imagine what they're feeling? So send it out there. Let people know this is what you're feeling. And you never know. You might actually help somebody in the process. It has happened. Many times where somebody says, oh, thank you. I I thought it was something else. Or, you know, I I went to the doctors and I'm okay. And, you know, all these things that happen, you, you might be surprised. All these individuals that you can actually help just by saying, rather than keeping it to yourself, don't be afraid. Send it out. Send it out. Put it out there. You know, if it's something private, put it in a journal. But if it's a physical pain that you think someone around you or an individual you know or a person that knows somebody that you're with and you're putting this out there, rather than somebody getting spooked and thinking they're having a physical heart attack, they're literally just having an anxiety attack over a flashback or something, yep, put it out there. You're actually helping a lot more people than what you think. A lot. Mm. Here's another one. (laughs) Sorry, digestive disorders and lower back problems. How many empaths out there actually have digestive problems, lower back problems? Well, don't have a digestive problem, do have a lower back problem. So, yep, definitely. I feel that. I feel that. I feel it on a regular basis. (laughs) And believe it or not, that's caused by your solar plexus. Mm-hmm. Your solar plexus chakra. What it happens is when it's off balance, those are things you're actually going to feel. And also, if you're not grounded enough, it's actually going to create an issue as well. So those are things that you want to look for. And we're going to get into, like I said, we're going to get into the grounding in about 10 more minutes. Everybody tired of listening to me talk yet? Nope. Okay. Ah, all right. You're always looking out for the underdog. Mm-hmm. How many people do this? You know, in high school, I was always looking out for the underdog. I was the one that stuck up for all the underdogs in high school. Mm-hmm. And I still do it to this day. I'm sorry. I don't 
like when people make fun of or judge others unless you walk in their shoes. You don't know anything about them. And I cannot say that I've walked in anybody else's shoes except my husband's. And they were very large, and they lost and I was fell. But that's, that's a different story. But if you haven't lived someone else's life, you have no right to judge them. Don't judge them. Help them. Stick up for them. Fight for them. And empaths do this all the time. Always there. You know what? You're not a member of the underdog crew, honey. You are wonderful. You are the best because you're there. You're sticking up for others. You're helping them. You're just being you. It's not wearing your heart in your sleeve. It's just a part of who you are. That just makes you a better person, a better individual. You know, these things that people say, oh, yeah, no, I don't care. I'm going to do it because that's who you are. Don't be afraid to be who you are. Mm. Oh, yeah. This one always happens, too. Others will want to offload their problems on you, even strangers. Mm-hmm. Even strangers. So how many of you have actually had strangers, individuals who don't even know, just come up and they just want to talk to you. They want to tell you everything. They they just feel the need to, to talk to you all the time. You know, and, and this is this is something that it just happens. It's like impasse can become what is known as a dumping ground. Okay, but it's okay to listen and to help, but you don't want to absorb. But you do listen. So try to teach, teach it. At, uh, look at it as this is part of the reason why I did the holistic counseling as well. And that's because I could take what it is that people are dumping onto me and, and not using it as dumping, but using it as a way to help, a way to assist, a way to help the person that really needed it. I mean, stranger or not, most people are strangers with their counselors anyways. So why not? Why not help? I, I just think a holistic counselor is absolutely wonderful. <clears throat> All right. Yep. Again, addictive personalities. Yep. Okay. Here's the other thing. Drawn to healing, holistic therapies, and anything metaphysical. Yep. Yep. That's definitely me. An empath out there. Are you feeling this too? Are you drawn to anything meta- metaphysical like Erin out here? Erin's a, she's an intuitive painter. Okay, she is definitely drawn to metaphysical. And when she paints, she paints what it is that she's feeling. And again, I'm not her. And, you know, although empaths would actually love to heal others, they, you know, they end up, you know, healers or they have these, like, natural abilities. But what you do is you go in. I became a Reiki master. I did the list of counseling. I have a degree in psychology. But yet I'm still learning. I have this need, and it's always the need of an empath. You have this need for knowledge, this need to learn, this need to continue. You don't want to stop. You don't want to stop. You just want to continue learning. You want to continue helping the others in the metaphysical fields. And all the metaphysical fields is, is where you belong. But, you know, paranormal, metaphysical, I mean, it's kind of all the same line. It's just so, yeah. And, oh, Aaron, listen to you. Mm-hmm. 
and paths are very creative. Yeah, very creative. You create with your paints. I take pictures. <laughs> we all have a different way of being creative. You could do art and crafts. You, you can draw. You can, okay, I can only draw cartoon characters. Just, just, just let you guys know. Anything else is a stick figure. I can't draw anything serious. I don't know why. But, I mean, creative people, that's a part of being an empath. Also, you love nature and animals. We went through this. Nature and animals are, are just who you are. But here's the other thing. You will have a need for solace. Okay? Solitude. Sometimes you just feel the need to be alone. And it's not that you're a loner or you're withdrawing from society. It's just a way to self-help and, and heal yourself. It, it, it's really, hmm, it's just, it's not a way to, it's not because you're, like I said, it's not because you're a loner. You just need some quiet time is the best way to do it. I couldn't think of the word. But, you know, it's, and, and it's, it's very, um, something that's very true in most empathic children. You'll find that empathic children are loners. They don't have that many friends. It's not that there's an issue with them. It's just that they are gifted, and they're trying to learn, and they're trying to absorb it. And I think if we as parents looked at everything, every aspect, everything that could happen, this can actually help them. Okay? Now, you will get bored or distracted easily if not stimulated. What is the truth? It, it's like once you learn you want to continue learning. It's like it's like a non-stop growth is what it is. It says if you don't have that non-stop growth, you get distracted, you get bored. And me, I'm, I'm a bookaholic. That's the other thing I am. I'm, I, I can't stop reading. I read constantly. So I'm a coffeeholic and a bookaholic. So, and there's nothing wrong with that. I constantly have this need to to learn new things and new ideas and new way of doing things. And even on my own show, I, I, it's like I'm constantly trying to learn, try to improve. And, you know, I mean, poor Howie. <laughs> I get these random ideas in my head and I'm, I'm texting the poor guy at work. So that's our CEO. <laughs> and it, it's just something that happens. And it's like my mind is constantly doesn't know how to do it. But, you know, I love what I do. So why not? But we got about three more minutes to the top of the hour, and then we're going to do some talk about grounding, take some calls, see what we can do to help anybody else out out here. So do you find it impossible to do things you don't enjoy? We went through this already. This is all true. All true. A lot of people out there, if you don't enjoy it, you're not going to do it. Ah, just talked about this. Mm-hmm. Always looking for answers and knowledge. That's also a trait of an attack. Okay. Do you also like adventure? Mm-hmm. Adventure and freedom and the will just, just to be who you are. Um, empaths by nature are actually free spirits. And as a fellow free spirit, you know, you're, you just want to get out there. You want to have the adventure. And I think that's why, as an individual, why I started out in um, in the paranormal field. I actually 
started out as the lead paranormal or psychic investigator. Yes, lead psychic investigator is what I started out as. And it just kind of absorbed from there because, one, it was a place for me to go. Two, it was a way for me to help individuals that maybe didn't have a chance to say what it is they wanted to say, but it was also a way for me to actually experiment and just figure out, okay, I know this, but I don't know why I know this. Let's see if it all fits up and it all matches up. So it's, it's just definitely a way to do it. Okay. Do you, hmm, what else we got? Oh, here's another one, unfortunately, is, well, hmm, love to daydream. Now, daydreaming is good, but sometimes you can do it too long. <laughs> There's, you know, impasse will also have a tendency to carry a little bit of extra weight, too. And that's okay. It, it's once you learn how to balance what's going on within yourself. Like I said, remember, empaths are intuitive. You need to control your intuitive side. You need to be balanced. You need to find a way to actually keep yourself grounded. We are actually at the top of the hour here. So in the next half hour, don't forget, I want you guys to call in at 323 323- Eight seven zero three eight seven seven. We're gonna get ready to take a break, just a short break. Talk to you know, get some sponsor stuff going on over here, and I'll be right back. And feel free to take your calls. We can talk a little bit about what's going on in your life if you want. Discuss a little bit of the impasse, and then we're gonna get into some ways to to help you stay grounded. There are certain things, very simple things that you can actually do in order to help yourself stay grounded without staying overgrounded. Um, so stay tuned. We are going to be right back right after the messages from our We'll be right back with more of Awakening the Unknown after a quick message from our sponsor. This episode has been brought to you by Crystal Expectations. Crystal Expectations is located at 854 Brock Ave in New Bedford, Massachusetts. They are also located on the web at crystalexpectations.org. Crystal Expectations has been in the business for 30 years. The owner, C.J. Gomes, is an expert on crystals feng shui and a practitioner for 40 years their reader dr gary gomes is a well-known vedic astrologer and swami both are reiki masters and all kinds of predictive services are offered such as love career and health and low-cost remedies are provided they have jewelry and statues of deities from all religions incense candles books and other items reasonably priced. So visit Crystal Expectations, located at 854 Brock Ave in New Bedford, Massachusetts, or on the web at crystalexpectations.org.
hope you all enjoyed that great music. And again, our voiceovers were by Cody Ray DeGuys. Wonderful voice, wonderful person. And the pictures in the background tonight were provided by Awakening Spirit Production. They are now actually for sale. So if you would like to own the original copy of one of the photos, please go to Awakening Spirit and Productions right there on Facebook. So welcome back, everybody. And how are you? You tired of listening to me talk yet? Do you want to call in at 323-870-3877? We definitely have some things we're going to go over right now. There is a dark side to being an empath. Mm-hmm. We're also going to just give you the basics of the chakras because learning about your your chakras is sometimes a little difficult and it takes a little bit of time, but you know, I could be teaching you maybe the string method tonight. Um, might be a little bit easier for for some people to learn. But in order to learn the string method, you kind of have to know what each chakra is and, and how to understand it. So let's go see what's happening in the chat room. All right. Oh, hi, Renee. How you doing, honey? All right. <laughs> Earthquake connection. All right. So we are back, and um, like I said, if you want to call in, call in at 323-870-3877. And we have been talking about empaths. Now, you know the disadvantages of being an empath, but, you know, there is, empaths need to be careful of the dark side. Okay, that has a huge role in every empath's life. Those are the main things you really need to look out for. Okay? Oh. All right, empaths are known as healers of the world. They have a heightened sense, and they see, feel, and experience different energies, and they are always smiling, glowing, and compassionate to people, at least in front of people they are. And this light that the empaths spread, in fact, burns inside them. People who are not empaths may see this as a gift, but for the empath, it is both good and bad. This trait has a dark side that's sometimes not so fun to have. Now, you individuals out there that are actually empaths, you might actually understand a little bit more of this than than what's going on right now. Um, The world may, may not understand, but if you are an empath, you will understand this dark side that makes your life hotter, not easier, actually hotter. A lot hotter. Empaths make other people feel safe when they are in their company, but empaths are the ones who have the deepest secrets. Hmm. What kind of secrets do you think empaths have? Let's see. Now, hmm. although empaths are capable of handling emotions, they also experience stress. The darker side of empaths makes them experience both the positive and the negative side. So they will feel overwhelmed. Anybody out there feeling overwhelmed by what's going on? This is why. It has to do with the darker side of it. Okay? Now, their knowing of how the world works sometimes makes them sad and confused. All of this absorbs the energies 
is exhausted impasse and make them feel weak. Now, how many other people out there actually feel weak? Hi, Eric. Uh, feeling weakened by, by their gifts, by their empathic abilities. Hmm. Anybody? Nobody's talking. Guess you want to continue to hear me talk. Okay. However, however, this however, they have this capability of hiding their exhaustion. So you will never find out. They are just quiet and observing. At least that's what you think is going on. But actually it's not. It's, you know, it's sadly, empaths often are taken for granted. They never receive what is given. Many people take advantage of that, keeping everything they feel and the hearing and adding what others feel and the things that make this dark side unbearable. And, and that seems to be a, a lot of what's going on. You will, um, as an individual, and again, the, the dark side, it's like a part of you looks like you're withdrawing or at a party standing in a corner and, or even with a group of people, even with family, this can actually happen to you. These are all things that you, you need to be looked out for. We're going to get into a couple of traits in a minute. But um, they're used to carrying the weight of selflessness on their shoulders. Furthermore, empaths tend to forget about themselves. Yeah, they do. Their bodies, their minds, and for the sake of other people. And that's why, he, that's why they do it. As time go by, they realize that they have become a very distant from themselves. Mm-hmm. So how many people out there feel like you are putting so many people in, in front of you that you kind of lost track of who you are along the way? And, and that's one of the darkest sides of being an empath. You, you forget who you are as an individual. You forget to help yourself. You forget to work on yourself. You, you forget about you and you put everybody else before you. And, and this is definitely a big, a very large issue. You know, as time goes by, they realize that they've become very distant from themselves. When empaths fall in love, they cannot do it completely. That is another issue. They know they are not able to give things that they have in their hearts to someone else because if they do, that love would be too intense. And both people and relationship would not be stable to handle those emotions, and that's the thing. Can an empath actually have the ability to love completely? So it, it's, it's really quite difficult sometimes for that. But most people that do fall in love with an empath understand that because you have to Retain a sense of individuality is what you have to do. Hi, Chris, honey. And, and that seems to be the biggest problem. You have to retain a little bit of your individuality. So if you're in a relationship and somebody else has or needs a little bit of individuality too, you can understand that. You know, it, it, it can be a sexual relationship. So that's why an empath likes to hide part of their life. They always protect themselves. Mm. 
and they do not allow others to cross the burden. They don't, and that's what it is. They decide to fight in a war alone. That happens a lot. You end up fighting like a lone wolf. You battle. You're constantly battling. You're constantly by yourself. You constantly do it. And the biggest and the most hardest thing for any empath to do is to ask for help. That's another thing. Ask for help. Let them know when you're in trouble. Let them know when you're hurt. Even when you're part of a group, sometimes the empath or the empath in me and the empath in others will not ask for help when you need it. You always have to find a way to do it. That creates a big issue. Guess what, guys? It's okay to ask for help. It is. You won't. You won't want to do it, and it's going to be one of the hardest challenges. One of the biggest parts of the dark side you're fighting is asking for help when you need it. I go through that still to this day. I'm always battling, have to solve everything, have to figure this out, have to do this, have to do that. And then you forget. There are other people out there that care about you a lot. It's okay to ask for help once in a while. But that's a battle that you have to continue to fight. In order to do well, empaths have to let their feelings free because if they don't do that, they will have to fight an endless battle within themselves. Another part of the dark side. I mean, it, it's very difficult. Not only are you out there as an empath battling the world in order to help the world become a better place, you're, you're actually battling with yourself. But a lot of people can't deal with something like that. They they have a problem with with individuals that won't ask for help, won't do this, won't do that. And it's just all a part of the dark side of an empath, which is why... You guys need to figure out how to stay grounded. Now, how can an empath protect themselves? Hmm. Since the world is full of toxic people that can easily affect an empath, they need to learn how to keep themselves safe. They need to minimize their bad feelings and maximize their good feelings. Hmm. How do you do that? Well, it's really quite difficult. Sometimes you have to say to yourself and you have to think to yourself that even the worst things in life, even the worst things you're going through, sometimes there's a reason for it. And I, I've learned that through life, through things, that there's always a reason when something bad happens. And you, you can't control it or something disappointing or something negative. It, there's a reason for it. You don't always see it at the time, but it's coming. Hmm. Now, we're going to go through things that can actually help you, at least give you a starting point to actually give you a hint. Now, we're going to get into this, but I'm just going to check the board and see if that caller wants to talk. And again, you can call in at 323-870-3877. And if not, I have no problem. Keep going. Because I can keep going. Okay, we're going to see if this caller is available right now. Hello, you're live. Do you have a name on? And I've got no sound. Okay, listen away then. 
All right, so we're going to go back to this again. <clears throat> Excuse me for the cough. Okay. The first thing that you need to do is you need to stay away from toxic people that make you feel bad about yourself. Big one. They're going to exhaust you and steal your good energy. Hanging out with optimistic people that give you positive energy that make you feel good about yourself is what you need. You've got to stay away from toxic people. And I know it's a hard thing to do, and it's a hard thing to say, especially with work and jobs and school and kids, but you really need to minimize your time as an empath, as an intuitive empath, too. You need to minimize your time around toxic people. It's, it's a hard thing to do in life, but it's something that needs to be done. It, it'll help you grow as an individual. It'll help you become more stable within yourself. That's the first thing you need to do. Okay. Now, here's another one. We discussed television earlier, didn't we? All right. You should not watch heartbreaking movies or read books or TV news. Mm. They are created with the intention to cause emotions in people. Since you feel enough pain on your own and feel the pain of others, you should avoid things that would make you feel worse. Now, you're out, you go, and you're by yourself, and all of a sudden, you see this movie. We'll say, um, I don't know, the only one I can think of is Romance and Titanic, because I'm a horror buff, so you're watching, uh, you're watching Titanic, and Jack dies, and you're all upset, and for the entire night, you're, you're just depressed. That's it. You're all done. You're alone, or, you know, you just feel, that's it. There's nothing out there for me. You're actually absorbing what's going on. And this is why sometimes certain movies, television, things like that, those are things you want to avoid. You, you really want to stay away from something like that. So be very, very careful and be very aware. And that's why, hello, Chris, good evening. And that's why you, you want to stay away from that. And me, myself, I'd rather read fantasy. The reason I read fantasy is because I've always told everybody, I want to be out of reality. I have enough of reality. I don't want to read reality. <laughs> Unless it's a self-help book, I'm out of reality. I'm in a fantasy land. I'd, I'd rather read about vampires and werewolves and, and witches and warlocks and, and all kinds of things like that and other realms and just get myself out of myself. And believe it or not, it actually helps because I'm escaping is what I'm doing when I'm reading or I'm learning. If somebody sends me a new book and there's a new way to do this, and it's like I'm writing a show. and It's just things that are actually going to help you in the long term. Now, here's another one. You want to spend time in nature, okay? This will be extremely helpful for you. You go for long walks um, in order to re- relax. Believe it or not, a long walk or a walk on a beach or watching the waves or, you know, you fish, fish, catch and release. If that doesn't bother you, sometimes it does bother impacts, but you need to get out there in nature. It doesn't necessarily have to be with a large group, but it could just be like a certain pond or a walk in the woods or a particular area in your yard that just makes you feel like 
you're rejuvenating, you're, you're regenerating who you are. And it's okay to take time for yourself, South Nancy. You've got to do this. You've got to take time for you. Because if you don't look out for you, who else is? Who else out there is going to look out for you if you don't? Family, friends, yes. But you yourself as an empath keep so much inside that you don't share it. You need to find a way to help yourself. Whether it's sticking your feet in sand, which is my favorite thing to do, or walking in the woods. God, I love walking in the woods with my camera. It's my way of rejuvenating. It's my way of reconnecting and energizing. It's what it is. It's like, you know, we're not energize the bunnies. We just need, we need to find a way to recharge. We're just like a rechargeable battery. Every now and then, we've got to find something that we can plug into to recharge our energy. Definitely what we need to do. Okay. Okay. Sorry, need a drink here. All right, you're also going to need to actually spend time alone, which we just discussed. And, again, just what I said, a way to recharge your batteries. I guess I was ahead of myself there. And people who are close to you will actually understand. They will. If they're close enough to you, they're actually going to understand that you do need that alone time. It's not that you're avoiding them, that you don't want to be around them, or you don't want to go to that party. You don't want to. You just need that time. You need to do this to recharge your batteries, to regenerate, to separate from everything that's actually going on. It's what you need to do for you, especially parents. Come on, how many of us out there can't even go to the bathroom <laughs> without a knock on the door? There's always something going on. I mean, anybody that's had a toddler run around knows there's no such thing as a long time. You know, it's the way that it used to be, but you need to take that time to yourself because that time to yourself is actually going to help you rejuvenate. It's something you want to do. Mm. <sighs> okay, being in a mall, an airport, and other places with a lot of people usually drain your energy. Yeah, they do. Whenever it is possible, you should avoid places like that, at least until you get used to how to ground yourself. And when you need to go in public, you should learn how to keep your energy safe and always try to be positive. You know, these are just quick steps. But again, if your chakras are not balanced, which if we have time, we'll get into that. And we're also going to root you tonight. I'm going to show you how to root like a tree. That'll actually help you with a quick way to ground no matter where you are. If you've seen a tree, you can root yourself to ground. If you've seen a cloud, you can stretch yourself up to straighten out. So there are a couple of methods that I will talk about tonight. and Hopefully that will help somebody out there, whether it's one or two. It doesn't matter. As long as the mouth is somebody, that's all that matters. Now, since none of us can avoid conflict, would be nice if we could, you need to learn how to manage them. You should read some books or visit a counselor that can help you develop conflict skills. That's the thing. A lot of empaths will avoid conflicts. So if you have plans to go somewhere and you know there's going to be a conflict, you'll avoid that place. You'll avoid it like the plague. You don't 
want to go there. You don't want to go in. You can't help it. In the beginning, when you're learning to keep yourself balanced, you want avoiding, yes, sometimes you have to do that, but sometimes you have to face your fears as well. But in the beginning, as you're learning to develop your things, it's okay to avoid certain situations, but do not avoid them all. Just my recommendation, really don't avoid it all. Bring somebody to help you, to support you. Um, and if you, you can't, uh, me, I'm big on crystals. I'm big on crystals to help you anywhere. Now, working a job like teaching, healing, coaching, etc., means that you may get easily overwhelmed. So you need to learn how to manage your control. Mm. Exactly what does that mean? Well, any individual, like a teacher, whether you're a teacher of the metaphysics of students, of anybody or anything, when you're teaching, you're putting our piece of yourself out there. And from time to time, there. There's always going to be an individual in the crowd that'll disagree with you. You know what? That's okay. That's fine. Let them disagree. Let them not. That's them. This is you. If you're doing these particular types of work and these particular types of jobs, any mom out there, any mom out there is a teacher, I'm sorry. If you're a mom, you're a grandma, you're a teacher. It's just what you do and who you are. But what you need to, to do is you need to manage your time in order to be able to control what's going on within yourself, not within others. You can't change or control anybody else, any situation, except for how you react and how you act. The only person you can control is you. So if you learn how to control yourself, how to keep yourself calm in situations, how to keep yourself from withdrawing or reacting in a way that's natural to you might be negative to others. So look out for yourself. That's what you need to do. Ah, now, this is something I have. Have a special place in your home in which you can go there and rest and relax. One place in your home that's for you and you alone. Nobody else is allowed there. Just you. That's your your sacred place. Uh, place. Sorry, that's your your place to just be you, to be the individual, to take that time that you actually need. You need that. That's a way to set it up. It doesn't matter which which type of, of place it is, whether it's a craft place that you need to go or a certain chair or something, but you, you need something for yourself in order to help yourself keep it, keep balanced. And no matter how hard it is, you need to be strong. And as I keep telling you, never, never, never give up. Never give up hope. Never give up the fight. Never give up who you are. Absolutely never. Boy, this chat room is quiet tonight. We're going to check on over to, yeah. Okay, don't forget, you can call in at 323-870-3877. 
we're going to go over chakras. We're going to go over. Now, now how many, you, uh, how many people out there know anything about chakras? Do you even know how many there are or what their names are? Now, before we get, before we get into that, all right, everybody that's listening tonight, what I want you to do is I want you to close your eyes and I want you to put your feet on the ground. Okay, it doesn't matter, excuse me, if you're sitting or standing. Standing works better sometimes for this. And what I want you to do is I want you to picture in your head the roots of trees. You know how tree roots, they come out from the trunk and they're rooted and they're, they just spread all around you. I want you to picture that your feet are rooting into the ground, into nature, like a tree. Just keep rooting them, going into Mother Earth, absorbing her positive energy. Keep your roots there. That is grounding. Now, what I want you to do is I want you to picture that beautiful bright white light that's up above you, the sky, the sun, the heavens, whatever it is that's that's your light, uh, Father, Moon, Father, Sun, up above. I want you to picture that. I want you to imagine that the top of the tree, that you're now a tree, is rooting up, upwards, your branches, your leaves. They are spreading. They are reaching upward. Now, as you continue to grow and reach down and up, your tree, I want it to be a straight line. I want you to pull it in both directions. Pull it from the top, pull from the bottom. Continue to straighten this out. Straighten it, straighten it, straighten it. A perfect straight line. That's what you have. You are now grounded, but you're not overgrounded because you don't want to overground. You have your root and you have your crown chakra. They are both stretching. And you are reaching into the directions that you need to be. And anytime you feel yourself being overwhelmed or you have that fight or flight going on, you have all these things going on. You just feel like you're, you can't ground yourself just like this. Literally, just be a tree. <laughs> just be the tree. Ground yourself. Root yourself to the ground. Feel the energy from the earth mother. Stretch out to the heavens, if that's what you call it, to the sky, to, you know, the sun. The heavens, the angels, whatever it is, stretch up there. Feel the energy from the earth grounding you and feel the loving light from up above coming within you. And stay like this until you're straight. And with straight, just picture it like a line literally going right through you all the way from the center of your body down to the earth, straight up into the heavens, into the sky. Stretch that out until you have that. 
That's the perfect way for any empath to stretch it. Okay. So, now that we've done that and my chat room is totally quiet, <laughs> we're going to go into uh, a little bit of the chakras tonight is what we're going to do. Now, how many of you out there know anything about chakras? Anything at all? Oh. Hey, don't forget, you can call in at 323-870-3877. If you have a question, you just want to chat, you got something going on, give me a call. I'd be happy to listen. All right. Now, there are actually seven major chakras. At least this was the way that I was actually taught. Okay, you're going to start with your root chakra. Now, the root chakra is red, and it's how you ground. Okay, we're just going to go into the basics of this right now. Then we'll explain a little bit more. Your next chakra up is your sacral chakra. And that sacral chakra actually deals with relationships and emotions. That's number two. Now, in your, your navel, that's number three. That deals with your energy and your vitality, okay? Now we're going up to your heart chakra. Now, of course, your heart chakra is balance, love, and connection. So sometimes if you are off balance, it could be your heart chakra. Now, lack of communication, of course, throat chakra. When you are not speaking the way that you should, your throat chakra, that deals with communication and also deals with healing. Your third eye is intuition and understanding, which, of course, is over here. And that is a bit of an indigo color. And then we have your crown chakra, which is always violet, on the top of your head. That's enlightenment and transcendence. Now, there are emotional connections and things that can actually stop you in each one of these chakras. It it takes a, um, a lot more than half an hour to basically give you the basis of what's going on with your chakras. But we're going to try to hit a couple. So if anybody out there um, has any questions or feels absolutely anything, they want to talk about it, please give me a call, 323-870-377. Now we're going to talk about the root chakra, because we're just talking about rooting. Now your root chakra is, of course, red. It's at the base of your spine, okay? And that's grounding, serenity, Survival, primal energy, taking care of self and others, okay? Those are the main issues with just that chakra. Now, the divine principle with your root chakra is simplicity and basics. Stabilizing, self-preservation, awakening, and primal instincts. Okay, you guys with me so far? Okay. The physical properties, okay, things that can go wrong, especially when your root chakra is off balance, is anxiety, uh, dementia, grounding, or not grounding, and not grounding in the physical plane. Now, when you're not grounded or your emotions, we're going to get into your emotions with this. Your your physical needs, so to speak, with your emotions. Um, the base need is safety, security, being grounded, behaviors, sexual, and fears. All of these 
are in your root chakra. Okay? Now, in order for you to be rooted, you have to be grounded. But there's a way to actually balance chakras. And again, it'll take a little bit more time because there's a lot of things to understand about each individual chakra. And we've only touched on just the root chakra right now. Um, the root chakra can always, it can actually also affect your taste, um, your pelvis, your legs, your feet, um, your tailbone, and also your reproductive system. These are all things that the root chakra can actually um, deal with. That's why when you go in um, and have a Reiki healing, a lot of times they will balance your chakras as, as well for you. Um, now, if you want to deal with the planet of the root chakra, it's actually Saturn. The element is Earth. Okay, aromatherapy, cinnamon. Cinnamon will actually help you stay grounded. Okay, the metal is lead. The metal, lead, lead, lead. And, of course, there's root sound, which, again, will be a while. And protein is always actually very good. Um, your angel, Shiva. Shiva is your angel for this one. Um, fragrant, cedar. Cedar is very good for your chakra. Uh, mirth is also good incense. And uh, in order to stay grounded, one of the things that I actually recommend all the time is hematite, but also bloodstone. A bloodstone will help you stay grounded as well. I always recommend the hematite for anybody who's extremely gifted because it can keep you grounded without being overgrounded. So, and that's the thing, you don't want to overground as an empath because it can overground you into depression especially if you have other, um, other issues that have not been tapped on, other gifts that have not been exposed with who you are. My goodness, I've talked a lot tonight. So <laughs> we, we only have about 15 minutes left. So before we get into um, the crown, we're going to get into the crown chakra next. Um, don't forget, um, listen and stay tuned to the Rift Network seven days a week. We have Kitty Z and the Ghost Hunters. We have oh, the Blood Trucker tomorrow night. Stay tuned, listen to him. Then we have Kenny Z and the Ghost Hunters. We have the Orion Effect, Rogue Talk Radio. We have oh, I'm having a brain spot tonight. <laughs> Rogue Talk Radio, the Hollywood Connections, just showed a crazy knowledge from behind the veil. Night Moves Radio, and then again, Awakening the Unknown on Thursday nights. Thursday nights. We literally only have about 15 minutes. <laughs> uh, you love listening to me. Thank you, Rebecca. Thank you very much. We'll, we'll have a show where we can get into each individual chakra. It does take a lot of knowledge to understand your chakras, and then there are many different methods for balancing them, but I just wanted to touch everybody on the two main important ones for impacts. Now, and again, don't forget hematite and bloodstone, extremely, extremely good for grounding. Uh, but uh, yeah, Steph, no, no hematite for you, only after you do the investigation. So pick it up. All right, now, the crown chakra. 
it's always a nice violet color. Okay, love violet, love purple, always that. Now, the primal function is spirituality, understanding, cosmic, and consciousness. Mm -hmm. Those are the main issues. You're not feeling conscious within your own life. That does create, that's the flight of life. In other words, you're not, you're not, you're there, but you're not there. Do you ever have that feeling? You feel like you're there and you're not there at the same time. Sometimes it's not because you're not grounded. Sometimes it's because your crown chakra is a little bit off. So let's let's uh, get into the next one. The divine principles, basically the higher values, is wisdom, inspiration, higher reasoning, and awareness. This is why your crown chakra is extremely important for individuals. Um, now, physical properties. Hmm. Main important one, your metabolism, uh, spiritual connections, and thinking. Do you ever have that not being able to think clearly ability? Mm-hmm. Yep. That actually has more to do with your crown chakra than it has to do with you just being the space babe. Or in my case, brain fat. <laughs> All right, let's get into hmm, your glands. Okay, uh, let's see. Uh, your crowd, your central nervous system. You have an issue with your central nervous system? Also, your head, cerebral cortex, your upper spine, your hair, and your penile gland. These are all affected by your crown chakra. These are all things that you need to be aware of, you need to understand, you need to know. In order for you to properly diagnose what is going on, actually diagnose, but in order for you to have a better understanding of why you are off balance in these particular areas. So let's go into emotional connections is another one. Okay. Uh, Now, spiritual love and compassion. All right, here we go. Peace, harmony, loving, thoughtful, focused, consciousness, cosmic love. These can be affected all by your crown chakra not being balanced. Now, we're going to go into some of the planetary things as far as this. Excuse me, I just need a sip of my iced coffee. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> now, your planet with your crown chakra is, believe it or not, it's thought. Aromatherapy, if I can help, jasmine. Your metal, gold. Uh, we won't get into the sounds right now. Now, food, fasting. Do you ever notice that when readers are at an event, they won't eat, or they won't eat even that much? That's why. They're, they're fasting in order to get a better understanding of what's going on. Again, Angel, Shiva, same one. Now, fragrance, lotus. Mm. Lotus. Okay, incense. Peony. Now, gemstones for this one. Clear quartz, eternal. Clear quartz are really good for a lot. 
but I I do recommend tourmaline um, for people that do have stronger abilities. They, it might be something that's really good. Now, we have enough time to go over a little bit more. Please excuse me. All right, I had to adjust my, my sitting space here. So we do have time to go over a little bit more. I won't be able to get to every single one, but let's talk a little bit about some of the crystals. Okay. Now, if you're dealing with the sacral chakra, now the sacral chakra is the one that actually affects your sexual drive. Um, and again, if it's off balance, it, it's going to create a problem. Now, the crystals that actually work best with those is coral, which I love coral, and hardened. Mm. I would actually recommend the coral and the stephon. Now, if you're dealing with your navel, you want amber or citrine. Um, those are the ones that are best dealing with the navel. Now, as far as the emotional issues, let's go back to the sacral chakra. Now, again, it will affect your intimacy, your letting go, taste, um, emotional needs, emotional clean cleansing, um, wants and desires. These are all things that actually be affected by your sacral chakra. And I just, me, myself, I'm more connected with the coral as far as that, but um, Chapon is a really good rose and also a nice scent to help you with something like that. Um, now, your navel, your navel chakra, okay, uh, your navel chakra, that deals a lot as far as emotion with your self-control. These are why it's important to actually balance all your chakras. Now, self-control is efficiency, uh, perfect. Strive for protection, details, mental and willpower, and anger. If your navel chakra is off balance, this will be affected. Blueberry. Blueberry is a wonderful scent for this. Um, Also, uh, again, cedar is a good intense to burn to help you with that, and amber is the tree. Um, I... I like the amber. I just I like the looks of it, but citrine is a really good crystal to own. It has a lot of other good properties. And again, we got about nine minutes left, and I'm hoping we can at least get through a couple more. Now, your heart chakra. Um, not going to get into much. I'm only trying to give you the brief explanation of what's going on. And again, you're getting the brief one. Now, your heart chakra is sharing and trust, flexibility, growth, new ideas, coping skills, balance, and love. Emotionally, that's what gets affected. Now, Kuzanite uh, and Green Channel. Uh, hmm. Again, incense. Believe it or not, Rose is a good incense for this one. Um, I like that one. All right, now your throat chakra. And again, I always tell people when they have an issue with their throat chakra, you're not saying or you're having issues with communication. So your your communication issues will 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 be affected, and there are there are more principles that can actually work than what's listed here. Um, a couple of them I would have to look up, but I know there's a couple of them. Now your throat chakra 
deals with your feelings, your openness of ideas, healing nature, your life force, creativity and communication. You, you need to keep all of these balanced on a regular basis in order to help you. And again, uh, for your throat, throat chakra, turquoise. Turquoise is a really good crystal for that. Um, it'll help you with something like that. Um, let's see, frankincense. frankincense. Oh, I love frankincense and sandalwood. Both of them are really good uh, as far as the fragrance and an incense to help you with your throat chakra. So whether you want to do with the crystals or the fragrance, something like that. And again, that's mercury. Um, that would be really good. But we have time, I think, to go over one more over here. To deal with your third eye. Now, as far as emotionally, your third eye is your psychic awareness and intuition. Big picture services, imagination, focus on good and clairvoyancy. Now, if you seem to be having an issue with that, lapis and amethyst, um, me, myself, I, I prefer to work with the amethyst as far as that one. As far as the third eye, it's something that's always helped. Uh, but lapis is a really good crystal to actually work with. Uh, Star NSA is a really good fragrance to help you with that one. Um, aromatherapy, you can do a lavender. Lavender is a really good aromatherapy. Um, we've already talked about the brown chakra, but let's let's deal with some of the aromatherapy as well. Um, I have a few more minutes. So as far as aromatherapy, what you want to do is your your root chakra. You want to, um, as far as aromatherapy, uh, cinnamon is really good. Uh, dragon's blood, which is actually a plant, not an actual blood of a dragon, that is a good aromatherapy to help you with your sacral chakra. Uh, ginger, really good for your navel, which is your third chakra. Um, Kiddo Really good for your heart chakra as far as aromatherapy. Eucalyptus is really good for your throat chakra. Um, your third eye is lavender. And your crown is jasmine. Now, there's so much information. Um, it's really hard even in one show to give the amount of information that you would require for all these. So definitely recommend picking up a book. Find um, somebody that actually teaches classes on this, it's something that would be beneficial to you, especially an individual's gifts. This is something that you, you, you want to do. And, you know, if you guys want and you recommend, I can go more into detail if you want on another show. So if you're interested and you want to learn more about the chakras, you know, maybe I can do an entire show on it. Uh, just drop me a line and then let me know, and majority will rule. But don't forget, next week, next week, we have we have Alan Wright, author, new book coming up. Awesome. So week after that, drum roll, we have Carl Johnson, Demonologist. Don't want to miss that show. New book just came out, Demonology Handbook. We're going to be reviewing that and going over it. Something good for you, Steph, because uh, it's good for you. Um, Christy Emerald will be in on the 30th. It, it, a local individual that um, my upstairs neighbor bumped into, and when I watched her, it was just 
amazing the connection she has. So um, I'm hoping you guys enjoy her. And again, don't forget to stay tuned seven days a week to the Risk Network. And um, again, I just want to say, please send out your healing thoughts and prayers to Michelle and her family. And uh, keep her in your prayers and your thoughts and send out all the loving light that you have for her. And if you've missed her, as you can see behind me right here, don't worry. She was here in all these pictures. So, oh, don't forget, let's see what we got coming up. Uh, We had about three minutes left, and I do have somebody on hold, so we're going to take this call real quick. Hello, you're live on the air. Do you have a name? Yeah, I can't hear you. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you? Thank you for taking my call. My name is Savannah. What can I help you with tonight? I was just um, enjoying the energy of learning about different crystals because I work with the black tourmaline. And nice. Yeah. Very nice. Today. I really think it's very helpful to people. It really is. No, oh, yeah, it's yeah. Because I was learning how to deal with it today with my emotions at work. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, dealing with it's just I mean, crystal energy can really help you. Don't forget to cleanse your crystals. Um, mm-hmm. If you have it, if you have a geopiece, you can put your crystal. Oh, ninety seconds. Sorry about that. You can put your crystal on a geopiece. And that would actually assist you. Um, that'll okay. help cleanse it. Um, you can, if as long as it's not selenite, uh, you can put it under water to cleanse it. You can charge it with plants. That'll help everything actually stay balanced. But I'm sorry, it took me so long to take a call. I was actually going through everything. Um, but um, no, fine. don't forget to listen. And thank you so much. I'm sorry, I got 60 seconds. Thank you so much for calling in, honey. Thank you, and I hope to hear from you soon. You too. All right. That is all we got for tonight. So, peace out, people. I love you. Thanks for tuning in to Awakening the Unknown with Susan Swanbeck and Michelle Sullivan. Join us next week for another fun-filled two hours. Okay.